Do, Alright, introduction do, time. Do, do, Welcome do, to do, do, Pastor's do, Kid do, Syndrome, do, do, a do, podcast do, about do, growing do, up in the church, do, whether you're a pastor's kid or just some random kid that was brought along do, with your parents, and what that does to you, because for me personally, it fucked me up pretty bad, and um, this podcast is for anyone who might be able to empathize with that. The background um, noise growing up in a religious own, household and being indoctrinated into the church and the kind of shit that does to your head and your social beliefs and your self-esteem. So, uh, yeah, my name is Hesong Shin. I'm 21, and I am pretty mentally unstable, so let's get into it. I am done with my... Alright, what's up, bitches? Um... <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. But yeah, what's up? Um, this is a very delayed but and belated recording of Pastor's Kid Syndrome episode four. And yeah, no. So I've been AWOL doing a lot of school nonsense because I'm a good student, even though I probably bombed a class. But we're not going to talk about that. <clears throat> oh, God, sorry. I'm like mildly dehydrated. But we're going to get through this because... I'm alone in a three-bedroom house, and it is hopelessly lonely, and I am at the worst, like, mental health state I've been in in a very long time, which is a great segue into our topic, the church and mental health, and how many fucks they give about it. Stay tuned. I don't know why I did that. I'm just gonna go right into it. I'm gonna have the intro play before this. I was, like, thinking, do I want the intro to play in between? But no, I don't want the intro to play between. So... How is everybody doing? There's nobody here. Let's just... Oh, for fuck's sake, Hesong. The church and mental health is a very complex relationship that usually goes a bit awry. Um, they, there's like two pools of thoughts. There's the tough it out. You can just get through this if you just remain firm in your strength and persevere and just, you know, t- roll with the punches. And then there's pool of thought B which is um, the Lord is testing you or the devil's fucking with you or train of thought C, which is have you tried praying about it? So let's talk about all three of those. So train of thought A is like the most common, just roll with the punches, like just power through it. And they'll also, they'll also bring up a spiritual deficit probably like, you have too much depression in your life because you don't have enough Jesus in your life, which is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. But, you know, it's it's the Christians. Like, what do we expect? <laughs> like, I'm so glad that nobody listens to this podcast. But anyways, yeah, I know. I grew up with really absolute sh- dog shit mental health. And most of my friends did too. And we either coped by being really quiet about it or being very self-deprecatory about it. And the usual reception we got was... I wish I could understand you, but I don't. And I'm sorry about that. Which was nice, right? Or, like, I'll be praying for you, which is really doesn't mean a lot to us, but, you know, appreciate it. Or, like, are you sure you're feeling like that? They try, Are you sure you're feeling like that? Um, like, are you sure it's because, not because of this or because, like, you, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, are you sure you're just, like, not closer to God or some stupid bullshit like that? Like... They'll try to gaslight you into thinking that it's not completely in your head and that's or that it's completely in your head that it's just like you're making yourself believe that you're in this mental space and they like they're like, Yeah, like positive self talk or positive like 
reinforcement, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's not going to change the fact that, like, my brain can't, my brain electricity is telling me that, like, hey, you should probably, you should, don't you really want to die right now? Like, that's where I am at right now. And, like, I'm 22 goddamn years old. Like, I've been saying this shit since I was, like, 15, and I've been hearing the same shit since I was 15, so. Yeah, it's, it's very detrimental, especially if, like, if it's coming from a parent, because that's, like, when they dismiss your, what feels genuine and what feels so authentic, and when it's pain and emotional disparity that is so authentic to you, that's immediately dismissed by a parent, or they just, they just try to write it off. Either write it off as your own weakness, or write it off as something that is within your control, when it's not in your control. And then when they get on you about it, you know, like when you have your episodes and you can't do anything, but they're mad at you for not being able to do anything, and they question that. It's because they have years of experience either suppressing or managing their own mental health and they probably did it under a different name like they're just like i have good stress management or i have good like emotional management but like people will talk about how like your parents go through shit like that and they do i'm not going to deny that but they learned how to manage it either unhealthily or outside of the umbrella term of mental health so they won't they won't, like, the dots don't connect. It does it's not, like, it's not, like, interdisciplinary. It's, like, they're, they're in separate categories. And so they think what they do won't, doesn't apply to what you need to do or what you try to do. And they don't understand. And it gets so frustrating and exhausting because oftentimes you don't have an explanation for it. Oftentimes I don't have an explanation for my poor mental health. Or I didn't when I was younger. Now I do. But when I was younger, it just came off as teenage bootiness. Or active defiance. Or active what have you. And that... The, the sort of distrust that fosters. The sort of emotional insecurity. Between yourself and your parents, sorry. That that can spark is tragic. And entirely preventable. But entirely prevalent. And this isn't even about the church anymore, but... Well, you know, this is a universal mental health thing, but, like, growing up with a pastor for a parent, like, almost everything was attempted to be resolved with prayer. And by my own strength, which is ironic considering that, like, 90% of the Christian ministry is about how we can't do anything by our own strength and we have to do it by God's strength. it's just that thing it's that image thing i told you i talked about before how pastors preserve their image and how their families reflect them as parents as spouses and as influences in the lives of those around them and so when you are miserable and when you can't pay attention in church and when you are snappy and rude quote unquote rude they are more concerned about how it reflects on them and their credibility and their their competence as a parent and as a pastor and yeah seeing that active disconnect seeing 
I was lucky to have a father that wasn't like that, but being friends with a bunch of pastor's kids and seeing that disconnect between them and their parents, being the person that they went to, it's enti- it's unbelievably humbling and heartbreaking and a reflection of the values of the culture today about self-image, about the hustle, about pers- being perceived and the lengths one will go to to control that perception. I completely forgot what I said option B was. Let me think real quick. So they'll either tell you to just power through it. Oh yeah, spiritual deficit. Or just, you know, pray the pain away type nonsense. It's very interesting how church people will fall back on prayer as a as a last resort and as a first, like, first line of assault against any given problem. And in one sense, it's admirable that they do that, but in the other sense, it can be demeaning. Because when you go to someone for their help, it means that you trust them enough. It means that you have faith in their ability to provide counsel to you. And more often than not, in the case of mental health, you will get dismissed with a, I'll pray pray about it for you. Or, like, I'm sorry, you should pray about that. And, or judgment. Or the classic, like, what do you have to worry about? Or what do you have to be sad about? Um, and it's it does, a lot of these topics I talk about link up with each other because it's difficult to find anybody to confide in that isn't your age and that you can't trust to keep it a secret because when you tell your when you tell a, an adult the chances are unless like they're no even if they're a pastor or the pastor's wife or husband wink wink um <laughs> unless it's yeah no literally if you tell an adult specifically in the Korean Baptist church they will use your poor state of mind as a as a mode of comparison for their child or for themselves as someone to use you as someone to lord themselves over for their perceived superiority more often than not or for their child superiority to you i've experienced that i have countless friends who've experienced that people in the churches who are like why can't you to hear your parents tell you, why can't you be more like so-and-so's kid? Like I said, I didn't have that, but... I feel like I'm just flexing my okay parentage, but... It's just... It's just hard. It's hard to see. It's hard to hear. It's hard to be the one that they're comparing them to, knowing that I'm... Knowing about my flaws, knowing about my um, vulnerability and my inability to be perceived as vulnerable and my struggle with commitment with intimacy with literally everything 
and to be um and to be a model of perfection for some parents for their kids how fucked up is that how much more fucked up can you get than to take the trust of somebody going to you for help and to either use it as a way to prove to nobody but yourself of your own moral and spiritual quote unquote spiritual superiority over what's usually a child or to use their vulnerability their whatever they confess to you as a mode of comparison as a mode of either diminishing one child or to raise one above the other how fucked up is that i mean in the previous thing i mentioned the previous um, option i mentioned the one where it's just either sweep your mental health under the rug or just roll with the punches it's like when it's like the no fucks given route about um mental health but this second one option b the one where you're used as a juxtaposition or where you're just judged that's when too much too many fucks are given about mental health because of stigma because so many people are so used to seeing it as a weakness it wasn't until like what the last three years that it was accepted as normality and then people kind of took that too far and then they compared everything to mental health or mental um condition but regardless it's just i don't know why it has to be in such extremes but regardless stigma against mental health is so powerful in families in churches And who does that help? All it does is get younger people to reject the church because they have nothing to offer to them. If all you have to offer is platitudes, no actual action, and no actual support. If all you have to offer are pretty words and pretty pictures and a fun time. And people come to you with actual problems and they're met with either dismissal or judgment or dehumanization. Then what's the point? There isn't a, I think there's maybe three people at my church that know about my last suicide attempt. Even though... For all, for all intents and purposes, actually, wait, trigger warning, suicide. For all intents and purposes, the, the events of my last suicide attempt could be considered a modern miracle. Or at the very least, an intervention from God. But I, will, I don't think I'll ever bring it up to anybody because of that fear. And of that knowingness of their response. Of knowing that what I'm going to hear back is, I can't believe you tried to do that. Or why did you try to do that? Or did you think about me or so-and-so or blank, 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 what have you. 
or being treated like a being stepped around eggshells on wait i think i said that wrong people having to walk on eggshells around you and feeling like even more of a piece of shit that has to be baby that has to be that's fragile that's broken or waiting to be broken it's knowing that that might be the response that prevents me from telling them about what I might I consider a miracle because I had all I had was a fucking knife I drew on my like I drew the I drew a line across the length of my wrist both wrists I drew a little dot on my jugular where I would need a puncture I bought a military grade knife that I knew could that I threw through a wooden door clean through a wooden door I knew it would do the job I knew exactly what to cut in what order and how to do it when to do it I had a note I had a I had a will I was so ready and when I went to make the first cut my my arm cramped out of nowhere it might have just been because of how hard I was gripping the knife but I've never had issues with grip cramps I've never had a forearm cramp in my life. And a part of me does think that might be a miracle. That might have been God's intervention. But I will never in my life tell that to another Christian. Because... The Christians I've met would be ruthless about it. And I know that's hypocritical of me. Hypocritical of me to fear the way I would be perceived by fellow Christians. And I guess that makes me more of a Christian than I ever wanted to be. <laughs> but that's there. It's not a matter of me wanting to raise the perception, raise how I'm being, raise my social level by refusing to talk about it or being afraid of my social level standing, being lowered because of talking about it. It's just a matter of, I'm not even afraid of their reactions. It's just a matter of, it's not worth, the, the cost to gain is not worth it. Most, more often than not, they're already delusional enough to believe in a lot of things. And one story about a perceived miracle won't heighten or lower their belief, so why bother? Is where I'm usually at. So I guess it would be accurate to say that I have a less than stellar relationship with both the church and with mental health. And how the two correlate, how they intertwine to create a far more negative deprecating, humiliating experience for any individual who struggles in one or the other, who struggles with connecting to their church or managing their mental health. And when you combine them, it's volatile. It creates its own breed of issues, of judgments, of hurt, of pain, and of struggle. And people ask why it's so hard to talk about it 
people ask why it's so hard to trust a church member when it's when you know for a fact that everybody is just picking and choosing how they present themselves to each other. It's the fakest place in the world. And it's it's so it requires so much courage and structure and wholeness to even think about presenting your authentic self to anybody, let alone a body of people that behave like that. It's something I I took initiative to start doing, to present, to be as true to my authentic self as possible. And I believe I do that. And I believe I might have pushed people away because of that, or people have been drawn away from me because of that, because they don't like what they see when I present my most authentic self. And that's fine. I can live with that. But there are lines, even the most experienced, comfortable, self-sufficient, and self-confident people will not cross. I suppose that's just human of them. I suppose it's just a matter of creation. Or maybe I'm just a coward, hiding behind a computer and a microphone. But regardless, I had a point with this, but I kind of lost track of it. Well, this is more informational information than anything, but yeah. That's about the hottest take I can give on the church and mental health. The church and its people, how they act, how they react, what what goes unsaid, what's whispered under breaths. And what makes it to the home conversation. I think the TLDR of this is that more often than not, talking to church people, talking or bringing mental health into the church usually worsens it. More often than not, like nine times out of ten. And the circumstances that lead to that and the circumstances that follow, the events that might follow that just aren't worth the risk, aren't worth the pain. Unless, of course, you have a very, like, unless you trust them with your goddamn life, in which case, I implore you, talk to somebody about it. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, what do you got, what have you got to lose? I mean, like, I mean, I, I might have mentioned quite a few things that you have to lose, but it just, it's all personal. Like, I'm not... It's like the it's like the not all men type thing, you know? It's like yeah, it's not all churches, but it's enough churches to make a difference and it goes unpunished, unseen and unspoken of. And so, it's important to emphasize. Yeah. Sorry if this was a little heavy. I'm just I think I've hit my 15th rock bottom of my life today. And there it's it's looking like there's no sign of stopping 
but we keep on in the hopes of a better tomorrow. Am I right? All right. Have a great week, everybody. Love you. Bye.